Nightmares. Voices. Possessions. Energy so intense it causes the hair on the arms of the inhabitants of this home to stand perfectly erect. That's right. Perfectly erect. Overnight, paranormal investigators will ask demanding questions in aggressive tones and make low-quality, unintelligible recordings to get to the bottom of these mysteries. Mysteries surrounding extraterrestrials have been suggested to possibly be the answer to a question not yet asked. Alien theorists posit that one day, perhaps in the past or the future, we may come to know what might be more. We don't know what we do know, but we do know that what we don't know, we must continue to examine. And it could be that we might find the answers right here. On the Extra as Fuck Files with your hosts, Alex Martin, actor and voice artist, writer, producer, and an expat old soul living in the old world. She's a super fan of all things that go bump in the night. I want to believe, and I believe the truth is out there, but sometimes the truth it's just too out there, you know? And Sasha Chambers, voice artist and co-host of Eating After Midnight, she loves ancient mysteries and is on a wait list for alien abduction. I'm not saying it is or it isn't aliens. I'm saying it might or it might not be bullshit. Join us as we probe all our favorite episodes of paranormal infotainment. All things spooky-ooky. And ask all the hard questions. All while being female. Scary. Here we are, Extra Files, bringing you your first Extra as Fuck episode. Extra as Fuck. What the fuck is our podcast called? The Extra, extra as, as fuck, fuck Files. Here we go, Extra Files. You are Extra Files. We are the Extra as Fuck Files. Yes, bringing you your very first episode today. It's me, Sasha Chambers, joined by Alex Martin. And we are starting at the very beginning ish, mm. which is where most of these series starts. A very good place to start. We are doing a mash. It is an episode mash. It's a mash. We hope it's a smash. Um, we will be mashing up <laughs> all of the episodes that we know to exist covering Bobby. Mackie's music world. Is yes. it a haunted honky tonk or hocus pocus? And um, I am, uh, I, I've definitely got have an opinion on this Have you formulated an opinion? I have yeah. definitely formulated an opinion. We have been working <laughs> on this episode for quite some time. Um, there true. might or might not be a murder board in the other room. <laughs> I believe in the the episode zero, we promised a picture, so we'll have to share. I will have to work on the murder board. The if I did it on a dry erase board, I, the, I will I will eventually put the thing together with all the pictures and everything. But I've converted all of my murder board notes to a a color coded five page fantasy pinned up in my booth here, <laughs> and I am really excited, really really excited to cover this today because. Yeah, you would think, you would think that all of these shows covering the exact same spot at some point would be like, hey, well, so-and-so did this. What's the point? We're only going to come up with the same shit, right? Yeah. Well, and also, hey, the audience has already seen three, four episodes about this particular location. 
Maybe we should get our facts straight. You because know? Because people will have heard this before. And, well, we'll get into this at length, I'm sure. But no one can seem to quite get their story straight with, this, with Bobby Matthews. Yeah, this, on an information superhighway, this is like, was it China that's just decided to stop their cars for like five days once? Like, this is what, <laughs> this is basically what happens as you go from episode to episode. You're just like, mm-hmm. are we... Are we willfully ignoring details mm-hmm. from other episodes that I know y'all must have seen because you were on yeah. them, but just not mentioning it? Or, right. <laughs> or are we just, are we cherry picking the information to suit mm. our version of what has transpired at Bobby Mackey's music world? Because there are things that do make it consistently through. Right. And that's how I have formulated yes. my opinion. Yes. That's why I created the murder board. I was like, if nothing, if no dots connect, then we can safely say hocus pocus. But if yes. we have enough Very of true. them, then I'm mm. going to be on record as saying we got a haunted honky tonk in Kentucky, <laughs> which seems well, reasonable. And- right. Anyway, like, oh, sure. that's, that's my thing, really. And that's why I think it's so important that we're starting with Bobby Mackey's music world, because. If someone just said to me, hey, do you want to hear the story of a haunted honky-tonk in Kentucky? I'm there. I Mm. already believe you that there is a haunted Mm -hmm. honky-tonk in (laughs) Kentucky. Where it becomes appropriately extra as fuck is when Mm. we start layering in (laughs) beheadings, botched Mm. abortions, Mm -hmm. demonic rituals, Mm -hmm. um, demonic possessions. Sacrifices. Demonic field trips. Attempted drowning. Right? Um, b- books yeah. written. I'm, mm. I'm using book liberally as just a collation of pages staped to get stapled together with information on them. Words on them. Yeah. I mean, extra as fuck doesn't even begin to cover how extra these people went in these stories, yes. right? And mm-hmm. I, I just I have to question, like, why'd y'all have to go so far? So True. with with that, we're going to go in order, right? Which which episodes are we looking at in the course of this? We are looking at today. Ghost Adventures Season 1, Episode 1 from 2008. Ghost Adventures Season 4, Episode 3 from 2010. Paranormal Lockdown Season 3, Episode 4 from 2018. Portals to Hell Season 1, Episode 3 from 2019. And finally... What probably worked mm-hmm. out to be my favorite, Ghost Brothers yes. Lights Out, Season 2, Episode 2. Yes. Thank God for that episode. Thank <laughs> because, God. Because I finally felt sane. I finally felt sane by yeah. the end of it. All right? So, starting at the very beginning, because as we said, it's a very good place to start. Zach and the gang. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Z- Zach and, Zach the, and gang. the gang. They were baby ghost hunters. They were... Young and in varying degrees of frat boy mindset. And clearly on a limited budget. Like, yes. you know, like <laughs> I, I understand to, to a certain degree the, you know, film and television industry. And I understand that when we have a limited budget, we cut corners on certain things. And mm. I understand that it's Zach's show. But Zach's voiceover sounds like he just learned to read. <laughs> and I don't know how that was okay. 
Now, on every iteration of Ghost Adventures since has had him doing the voiceover on the intro, and it is always this, like, over-enunciated, in an attempt to sound intelligent kind of thing that, that makes me twitch. Like, just talk. Just talk like a person. Just talk, my dude. Just just talk, because you sound really intense. You sound really intense. You sound like you just learned to read, and you are dressed like every really got-lucky bartender in every college bar in America. Um, oh, this guy is a lot. <laughs> and I, I'll have to go on, on record as saying that this was actually my very first exposure to Ghost Adventures was ah. this episode. I really oh, did start wow. at the very beginning when we discussed doing this podcast. I was like, okay, let me go see Alex's favorite shows. And I was like, this, this clown. <laughs> My first note on this episode is these idiots. I'm not even sure what it's in reference to. It's just these idiots. What the living <laughs> shit. Oh my God. Because my thing with these guys is... Season one, episode one, like I said, a code of ethics and conduct. Mm -hmm. How you walk up into something's house, okay, something's yeah. house, and just be like, boogity boogity motherfuckers, we're here and you better dance for us, is like so wildly right. out of line to me, I don't even understand. But let's, let's, let's get to the nitty gritty of what they claim is taking place at Bobby Mackey's, mm. right? So Bobby Mackey's, right? Bobby's Ma Bobby Mackey's is a honky tonk bar that is in Wilding, mm. Kentucky, purchased by a man by the name of Wilder. It, Wilder, excuse me, Wilding, Wildly, Wild Wilder. I've watched it so many times. It's a wild it's, place. It's a wild place. <laughs> this place purchased by a man named Bobby Mackey, mm. who, as it turns out, was also conveniently at the last minute given a middle name that aligns with a person who may or may not have ever been a, a person that existed inside this space who died. All right. Yes. And this is one of these very, very disputed or completely made up facts because oh, Robert yeah. Randall Yes. Was a crooner who was allegedly killed there. And that's part of the whole Johanna story, which we will certainly yes. get into. Johanna, who was the pregnant showgirl, maybe prostitute dancer, mm. daughter of a mm. mafia kingpin, which let's just like put that in perspective. Like what mafia kingpin that's running like some juke joint gambling house is like, that's my hoe dancer daughter over there. Hit it, boys. Like that's just not... That doesn't align with any kind of mafia family connection kind of feeling, you know, that doesn't make any sense. But so, yeah, so there's this this idea that there's this woman named Johanna who was pregnant by this dude named Robert Randall, who was a crooner. And then he mm -hmm. her daddy was not into it, but he was fine with her mm -hmm. being a dancing hoe. And he, which is mm -hmm. nothing wrong with being a dancing hoe, by the way. We're just talking about context. OK, so, yes. He was like, no dancing hoe daughter of mine is going to be with this Robert Randall. So he murders Robert Randall. And she is so upset that she unalives herself and poisons <laughs> her daddy. But before she does, she writes a diary of all of her love stories. And a poem is etched onto a wall of like a bizarre upper like attic space or the something. spotlight room. And actually, yes. sometimes it's a poem, sometimes it's the diary, 
But yet right. none of these things actually exist. No one has produced these things. Right. But this goes back to Carl, the caretaker. Yes. Who is who is one of the few facts that can actually be verified. Yes. Carl, the caretaker did in fact exist. And he was hired by Bobby Mackey um, to do some work around the property. And Carl claims that he was being haunted by Johanna um, and at some point she came to him in his dreams and told him that he needed to go downstairs and dig a hole in the basement mm -hmm. floor where he then um, unearthed a closed over well. Now, mm -hmm. first of all, if I had an employee who I was like, you're here to fix my shit and I'm giving you a place to live. And in the middle of the night, they were like, some crazy bitch came to me in my sleep and told me that I needed to crack up your whole ass basement floor. They would be fired. Right. But not old Carl. Carl still has a job. I'm not following mm -hmm. this. So old Carl busts up the floor. And then once old Carl busts up the floor is basically that scene in Ghostbusters. Like the containment thing <laughs> has broken apart and the portal to hell is now open, right? Everything fucking busts the fuck loose, right? And right. so then Carl basically goes crazy at this point. At some point, he... Or um, is possessed. Is, or is possessed. And, and once he is possessed or before he is possessed, in the process of becoming possessed, does he understand that Johanna has guided him to this well because apparently a woman's head was thrown down it in the 1800s? Or completely not. Or completely not. Like, that's the thing. Like, this is, we are only starting yeah. the rough outline of Bobby Mackey's and if, if if extra files you aren't like god damn this story is extra as fuck we are only just starting Ugh. to lick yeah. fingers and leaf through the oh, information yeah. here okay so Pearl Bryan is apparently this woman mm -hmm. who in the 1800s got pregnant by her baby daddy who is Scott what's his last name you'd think it would be etched into my eyeballs Scott Jackson and Alonzo Walling. Pearl Bryan gets gets in the family way. And in this version of Bobby Mackey's, Scott Jackson and Alonzo Walling just up and decide that they are going to sever Pearl Bryan's head from her pregnant body, come back mm -hmm. to this space, which was at that time, according to this episode, a slaughterhouse, mm -hmm. and do... A, a rite, a perform a ritual for the devil, and then toss her head into the well because the well goes out to a northward flowing river, which is supposed to have some kind of demonic properties to it. Okay? This right. is what they claim. Presented as fact. Now, they do mention, they do concede that Pearl was murdered two and a half miles away. Yes. Uh, so... Because that is something that, that starts to evolve later on with different shows where they start to say that Pearl was murdered there, um, right. which is factually completely untrue. But they still consider her to be one of the primary hauntings, along with Alonzo Walling and uh, Scott Jackson. Who are still wearing the same hats. Right. Which they couldn't have been wearing, which is, you know, 
It always is funny to me when people want to dress up a ghost because apparently Scott Jackson and Alonzo Walling did, in fact, perish. They were hung for this crime. And apparently from the gallows, excuse me, in this episode, did they claim that they would haunt this space forever? Um, Right. I feel like they were not hung in their hats. But somehow every time they are seen or claimed to be seen in this space, they're still wearing a hat. Right. Mm-hmm. So so we have. OK, so now we have the story of Johanna. We have the story of Pearl Bryan. We have the idea of r- rituals taking place in this basement. Mm-hmm. I would like to. Um, uh, and, the, and the fact that they are trying really hard to connect Bob Mackey's name to some kind of reincarnation to a person that we cannot yeah. factually ever state was in this building. OK. Yeah, there's there's no evidence this person even existed, so it's a reach. But they they are nonetheless presenting Robert Randall Johanna as factual, and the connection to Carl, of course, and how Carl goes and then subsequently digs up the Keller and everything. Excuse me, basement. I live in the German-speaking country, uh- <laughs> <laughs> and Carl, as luck has it, or as time has it is alive mm. in 2008 to actually yes, be present. Yes, yeah, this is the only show he's actually in. Yes. Um alive. Which is weird because so much more comes out about Carl after his death, where you're just like, yeah. why are all of these details coming out now that this man is not around? Like, footage of his exorcism. Mm. Although... This is something that struck me on this rewatch. Wasn't there, there was footage in the original episode, was there not, of the exorcism? No, there's footage of the exorcism in the follow-up season four, episode three. But nothing in the first, which is kind of like, what, were they in well, storage? Th- the reason I got confused by that was because well we have, would. very early on in this episode, we have author Douglas Hensley. Um, who apparently wrote a uh, book called Hell's Gate or Heaven's Gate, depending on which uh, website you look at. Um, And he is supposed to be an authority on Bobby Mackey's, and he presents all of these historical facts. Later on, much later on, in the Ghost Brothers episode, he shows up, no mention whatsoever of him as an author, only mention of him as Carl's buddy, who apparently set up said exorcism and filmed it. So actually in the second Ghost Adventures episode, Zach says at one point, we spent years trying to find this footage, which is kind of difficult given that they have already interviewed the guy who had the footage. Doug Hensley is an interesting character, right? Because in my, you know, hocus pocus, haunted or hocus pocus thing, like Doug Hensley plays a big part of this. So Mm -hmm. Carl was an alcoholic. This is on record. I actually did a lot of research on Carl and Doug Hensley. Carl was a for real hardcore alcoholic and Doug Hensley was his friend who was a major enabler of his alcoholism. And when Carl started to report all of these hauntings and all of this possession stuff, Doug Hensley saw a vehicle for himself in this and really not only encouraged Carl's drinking, but encouraged his stories and encouraged him to go into the basement and encouraged him to do things that would bring about these events for Carl. And I, uh, I do, I'm going to go ahead and say by the end of it all, I do believe that Carl did have 
some kind of demonic possession. I do believe that something really happened to Carl. I also believe that Carl had wet brain and a really fucked up friend who um, really tried to push for worse things to happen and um, to, mm. to create this book. Um, because we have so many episodes to cover, I will not read um, any of the very hilarious Amazon reviews of Hell's Gate, um, which you're funny. You're like, oh, Hell's wow. Gate or Heaven's Gate? Is it? Is it? Does it called Heaven's Gate somewhere? Because Hell's Gate is the book and Heaven's Gate is that weird hale bop cult. But like... Um... Right. No, it, and at different times in different episodes, it's referenced as either Hell's Gate or Heaven's See, Gate. See, there is just some fucking sloppiness. There is just a lot of sloppiness on these episodes. So, okay, so Hell's Gate, the Bobby mm-hmm. Mackey book, um, is basically a book of really enjoyable folklore. None of it is substantiated. He even mm-hmm. goes on record in the book as saying that no one signed anything, saying that these are like their true statements of oh. facts. There's no affidavits whatsoever. And that's very interesting because in his interview, of course, with the Ghost Adventures yes. guys in this first episode, he presents all of this is absolutely factual. Yes, absolute irrefutable fact, but it is in fact absolute hokum mm-hmm. and um yes and in so much that i'll go go ahead and jump forward all the way to the end when he shows up in ghost brothers he goes mm. ahead and contradicts his own book like not only does he not yes. recognize himself as an author of this book but right. he goes on to say that carl claimed in the book he says that alonzo walling showed up while he was taking a tubby and was like fool i'ma hold you under this water until you like do my bidding or whatever right fast forward to ghost to ghost brothers and suddenly it's not alonzo walling it's a horned demon beast that and i am quoting this man he has a is a writer he definitely has a way with words he held him down under the water and then at the last moment he felt him let go and come inside him yeah, I wrote down that same sentence. Why didn't they go for a second take on that? Why? Truly. Why? Truly. So It's one of those moments where all you have to do is hear it out loud. Right. And think, we could phrase that differently. Right? Absolutely. That, you know, you know, just like I have a PT that I see twice a week. And every week I make sure to not say, see you next Tuesday. See you next week. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I make that I make that effort because I heard it once and I was like, let's find a different way to do this. And I, I just don't understand mm-hmm. why they were like, that's f-. probably because they're a bunch of dudes. They were like, that's funny. We're going to leave that <laughs> in. <laughs> Came inside. Him. Um, yeah. So so here we go. And also in that same interview, he talked about Carl being drunk. Yes. Or was sitting downstairs drinking yes. when he got this visitation mm-hmm. from the entity. Yes. Previously, it was always a vision woke him up in the middle of the night. You know, so there's there is no consistency with any of this except for the fact that Carl existed and had an exorcism. And the fact that this guy poked the bear and and orchestrated all of it right so he i love how he how he talks about it too so i decided to get this pentecostal uh priest are they priests minister, minister Pente- yeah 
Pentecostal minister. As soon as I said it, I was like, I feel like there's only one kind of priest. Okay, so Pentecostal minister involved um, to perform this exorcism. And I like how he describes it. He describes it as a surprise exorcism. And like all I could get in my mind was that that image from Clue with the singing telegram girl. where It's like, I've got soul. I've got rhythm. I'm your surprise exorcism. Like, how do you like do that? Surprise! We're here to vanquish the demons and like yeah he like yeah describes his voice and his eyes turning black and like all of this crazy shit that comes up never ever ever more but what's really interesting is these this footage of the exorcism that comes up in season four episode three Mm. that i believe also comes up in portals to hell and again in In every other episode uses the exorcism footage. What I don't understand how they have not clued into are the timestamps on the footage. Because over... Seriously! Right? They just out here Seriously. thinking we all damn stupid. That's that's what I feel like. Like like you said, like I want to believe, but sometimes the truth is just too fucking out there, man. Like, there's this time-stamped footage. So you have on one episode in season four... When there is four, a clock running in the corner. Right? The season four, episode three, we've got something time-stamped mm-hmm. at like nine minutes and 22 or 23, where like, he's saying like, leave him, leave him, leave him. And then like, Carl like collapses mm-hmm. into tears and you see the minister hugging him. Then in Ghost Brothers, mm-hmm. we see footage at nine minutes and 30, where where Carl is now like running around scratching like a dog under a table. I will never leave. I will never leave. You know, it's like, so when did, how did this ever stop? And conveniently, what we finally see, I think, not until Ghost Brothers, is this is this bro, mm. this friend of Carl's being like, oh, that's 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 what he means. Yeah, yeah. yeah Pearl Bryan. Remember Pearl Bryan? That's that's probably what he's talking about. It's like he is just coaching and pushing the entire thing and yeah he's pushing a narrative that sells his book right and it's it's pretty it's pretty disturbing and it's pretty sad also really sad i'm gonna go ahead and bring up a character that makes it through several of the episodes but also doesn't make it all the way to the end matt the security guard yes creepy matt the security guard um (laughs) who is just a little too fixated on his job, a little too into it. The way that all of these people who are ever interviewed, who have been caretakers, employees of any kind, tour guides, the way that they describe being drawn to the place. Yeah, and, like, and that's always the word they use, is drawn to it. Um, even at their own expense. Like Matt will claim that he has tried to quit several times and just like... The spirit just keeps pulling him back. I just don't understand how this place has been here that long and they could even run an ad. Like, what is part of it? Does it say, do you not mind taking your work home with you? Come on down to Bobby Mackey's. You know what I mean? Like, everyone that works there gets followed home by a spirit, gets possessed, or gets scratched up while they're taking a shit in their own bathroom. Divorced. Right? Like, what in the living fuck? Like, who? how are you like, I'm drawn to this? I mean, clearly, I just keep hearing these stories of these people being attacked at home. Well, and and Bobby Mackey himself does seem to make a concerted effort to maintain this as a honky-tonk and not a haunted attraction. Does he, though? I... 
you know, I feel like that's what he's like, like his mouth says no, but his wallet says yes. Like he, you know, he would actually, like, if you look at their website, though, they could really be capitalizing on this. And it's they're not to the degree that I would expect them to. Like, sure, he's happy to have the TV shows right. that go on, but he still wants a place where he can play his music, it seems. You know, he'll take the TV money. That's true. He, yeah, he's not he's not like holding his own ghost tours every weekend and all of that kind of stuff. But so so Matt, the security guard, though, claims that he has been followed yeah. home, that he has been possessed. Um, but he's so mm-hmm. creepy and into it. Like when he takes them into the basement, and he's yeah. like calling it the room of faces. And they're all like a bunch of like four year olds yeah. being like, look, that's an eye, right? You see a face here, right? I'm like, yeah. God, you guys, this is, this is really reaching. Yeah, like the matrixing is a little extreme. And, and also... This whole sacrifices thing. This is referenced throughout many of these episodes. No substantiation whatsoever. It's all very vague. It's just there were sacrifices done. Maybe human sacrifices. Like, based on what? A dum-dum. Like, if he knows all of this stuff, like he says he went down to the Room of Faces one night and there was randomly a glowing green pentagram on the floor. So he touched it and it was really hot. Why'd right. you touch it, Matt? You got what you deserve. Seriously. You know what I mean? Why'd you touch it? Yeah. That's on you, my dude. Indeed. Like, you probably touched the stove as a child, too. Exactly. <laughs> you probably lit light sockets. I mean, like, there's, you know, that is like horror film knowledge one. Like, that's not even 101. That is 1A. Oh, yeah. That is in the intro materials. Like, I saw some spooky glowing shit. Don't touch it. Um... He also, like, when they're around the well talking about the, the Pearl Bryan thing, is like, he's like, he's like, mm-hmm. I want to come down here. I want to come down here. This is Zach. I want to come down here. Like, around like 3 a.m. right at like prime time to come down here. Mm-hmm. And Matt turns around and is like, yeah, that's right around the time that she was killed. But how would you yes. even know that? Nobody knows that. It's not in the record what time no. she was killed. Yeah, no, it's, but it's, it's this feeding itself. And we see. There's one uh, witness in particular that we see in this Ghost Adventures episode one that we then see, oddly enough, in the Ghost Brothers episode. Mm-hmm. The, the cowboy hat dude is cowboy back and his story dude. is bigger and better than ever. Good Lord. I mean. So with all of this, it's with the exception, I will say, of the shows that Katrina Weidman is uh-huh. in. Because she seems to have some standards. And I'm not just saying that because she's the only female in the bunch. But she does seem to approach things from a more intellectual and less reactive way. Because she goes in and she debunks that shit immediately. Says, this is not a fact. This is not a fact. I feel like you could put, like, the last five North Korean dictators in a room together and they would still be less reactive than Zach. Like, this (laughs) fucking guy is just so out of control. So, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they like they know all this stuff right they interview bathroom guy bathroom mm-hmm. cowboy hat guy who's like i was mm-hmm. in here and all of a sudden right. the trash can picked up and slammed into the wall of the commode and there was a man in a handlebar mustache and the room got hot they know about this right they know about mm-hmm. matt saying that he's been followed home they know mm-hmm. about all of these employees saying that they've been followed home and scratched up and all of this shit so then they begin their shit and be- just 
so abusive, <laughs> speaking so abusively to whatever could possibly live here. And then this is where I was like, because this is my first exposure to the ghost adventures, right? <laughs> Zach gets scratched. Zach gets scratched and fucking comes apart like a little baby. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. And it is, I, I wrote in my notes, it's the scratch who's on first bit. Because he... <laughs> I'm burning. Where? My back. It's burning. Where? Well, take a picture and show me. Okay, but where? What no, is it? It's burning. Oh my god. Yeah, it's, it's, Holy it's, shit. Whoa. What? Like it's it's what? ridiculous. No, what? What do you see? We'll take a fucking picture. Yeah, it's this it's they he completely devolves. I mean, however, if I got a big ass scratch on my back from a a non-corporeal <laughs> source? Yes. I, I, I would definitely freak the fuck out. However, I'm not putting myself in that position as a paranormal professional. Yeah. If I was posing myself as a paranormal professional who had already spoken to a bishop who was like, just don't provoke. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to tell you, you probably shouldn't provoke. That's that's a thing you should not do. Um, so there's like, well, I, I want to provoke. I want to provoke. Like, who are these guys? Who are these ghost guys to be like? bullying people and scratching them up oh no he tells matt that he tells matt that he's like i'm gonna provoke the hell out of him bro i'm gonna provoke the fucking hell out of him like oh cool so you already know that this shit could go down and you go and do it and then you're like surprised that it happens what's really shocking to me is what is in the rider what is in the contract how does he get to be like scratch my buddy's face dude come back and scratch his face fuck him up in particular, in the early seasons, the amount of abuse that is hurled oh, at Aaron. That's what I have. I was like, the number of times this guy tells them to shut up. Are they friends? He's telling he's telling him to get scratched up. Like, no, like Aaron, Zach will ask Aaron a question. And when Aaron starts to respond, he says, shut up. In the in the bathroom moment in this, when Nick oh has an, ex, uh, an experience in the bathroom yes. in this episode. I mean, and, and poor Aaron takes that shit all the time and if you do not love Aaron you do not have a soul because he is just warm and fuzzy in kindness as far as I'm concerned and he takes all this shit from this guy who's going you know barking orders at what he believes to be demonic entities and expecting them to play ball with him do not run do not run from this motherfucker fuck you <laughs> like you could see that everything in <laughs> Nick's body, brain, there was no, there was no, there was no uh, homo sapien response. That was pure mammalian mm -hmm. flea response. Like, yeah. get the fuck out. I need to save yeah. my, my species. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. think that's, that's what was happening for this guy. And he's like, don't run from this. I can't, I can't with that guy. He's not a friend. He clearly yeah. was bullied as a child. And now he's going to take it out on all the invisible mm. bullies in the universe. And we'll just quickly go through the yeah. fact that they leave this place on their way. Up, they're like, I don't ever want to come back here again, dude. This place sucks. Yep. It's so creepy. But you know, maybe like in two or three months we should start doing like parties events with like people will like just start bringing people and like maybe like bishop long will want to like hang out with us a lot and we can like 
we like make some change. We make like some serious cheddar, just like bringing people through the doors here. And that's what they do. That's what they do between yeah. 08 and 10 is have these little house parties at Bobby mm-hmm. Mackey's and bring people in and get them all fucked up. And what really blows my mind by the time we get to season four, episode three, is after these dudes were like, mm-hmm. it was fucked up. I got scratched. I got followed. I kept coming back and kept getting followed. Yeah. As much as I love Aaron. I, I would like to talk to Mrs. Ghost Hunter about whether or not his time at Bobby Mackey's was 80% responsible for the dis- dissolution of their marriage. I feel like she might flip those numbers a little bit. Right. Yeah, I think she might attribute it to probably broader reasons than they were having. I mean, as you said, they were having the same yes. dreams about this. Like, if that was the case, like, do ghosts care about a governmental piece of paper like oh you're divorced now oh we'll leave you alone like oh so sorry you severed that tie you're off the hook i just don't think i just don't think first of all if you are having the same dream as another person i need you to immediately enroll in some kind of harvard level sleep study because that yeah is not a thing okay that's not a fucking thing and also why were they saying that they were dreaming that bobby mackie himself yeah was showing up at like what is that about you know what is that about aaron was the one who had the experience of an orb shooting into his back and then disappearing so of any of them that had this kind of experience, right? Like Nick had the thing in the bathroom. That was pretty spooky. Mm-hmm. Aaron claims mm-hmm. this. we saw this orb shoot into Aaron's back and disappear. And they're all claiming they got followed home. You know, Zach's date mm-hmm. lost her rosary, whatever. Um, I'm sure she lost a little bit of self-respect in that night too. But so in Ghost Adventure <laughs> season four, episode three, <laughs> they're back. And now Bishop Long has joined the Scooby crew and he is now and has decided to that provoking isn't so he bad. He's down as fuck. He is down as fuck to provoke. Really? He just wants to be on the TV. He just wants to be on this TV. Um now they yeah. also you, you start to get that right. Feeling. Um they're they're interviewing guests who are talking about being followed. Yeah. And what I love though is the amount of witness leading mm. that is taking place in this episode like he's standing there with oh, that chick and he's like gracious. i don't know yeah. it was like he was like over there she's like yeah over there and he was like he had like uh-huh like holds his hands up to his face she's like yeah eyes, eyes. <laughs> he had eyes <laughs> you know so all of these people who had this alleged terrible experience horrific ramifications are happy to come on back down and do another show there because apparently right. it wasn't so bad the first time around right um, it's like, oh, we'll, we'll come scurrying on back to this place that wreaked havoc on my life. Like, what? Right. And like Bishop Long himself has now been scratched and attacked. But I guess, you know, he's put in he's got enough credit in the Bishop Bank that he's not worried about mm. his immortal soul. Um, but he does point out that, you know, like demons don't take orders and shit. So why are you guys down there telling them what to fuck to do? Well, like, right. it doesn't make any sense. This is this is problematic. It's very, very, very problematic. Yeah. Um, and then another energy anomaly apparently shoots into Aaron's head. Another orb finds mm. Aaron while they're there. They are still claiming this place is a former slaughterhouse. Yes, I noticed that as well. And now it's the site to the satanic murder yes. of Pearl Bryant. 
aside from the p- fact that they've all claimed to be followed and that this place has fucking ruined their life mm. and that they're all down to come back again, they are now collecting EVPs in this place like fucking mm-hmm. Pokemon. Like everywhere they go in this oh, place, yeah. they are collecting another EVP and none of them sound unintelligible recordings oh, none of them sound like what they're saying they're like they've got one they're like doesn't it doesn't it they're like in the restaurant area and it says like take the knife and i'm like that sounded like side of fries like it doesn't sound <laughs> there was another one where it was like i swear to god it said i can't go back there and i'm like that sounded like i'd have a root beer like it doesn't like yeah. they they are just like putting all of this on it right yeah yeah it's going down with the bishop. It's going down with the bishop was my favorite oh, God, one because I was yeah. like, so now Bobby Mackey's is also hosting the ghost of a Brooklyn B-boy from 1986. Like, <laughs> what is this language? At any moment, I'm waiting for one of these fucking EVPs just to be like, I killed JR. You know what I mean? Like, there's just no <laughs> logic whatsoever into like what these these evps are saying and at one point you know they're they're going through what happened at the live event in 2009 and they're talking about how dave schrader who who i'm a big fan of another ghost hunter is there and he apparently uses something called the hack shack which we never see footage of working but allegedly it went around the room and gave personal details about everyone my question immediately was, like, why have we never seen that in an actual investigation then? If it's so great. Right. Where is it? Where is Why are this? we using it? You used my favorite word from this episode, which is personal. No one can see this because this is just sound. But, like, at the beginning of the episode, Zach talks about coming back. He's like, yeah, we were all followed home. Bad shit happened. And now this gets yeah. personal. And he duck lips his upper lip out like in the best Instagram influencer duck lip pose ever. And I howled every single time I watched that episode. But like what else happens? They all get fucking scratched up again. His bro Oh yeah. Took took a ginormous leap from the already high level of season one. Here he starts it by kicking the door oh, yeah. into Bobby Mac. It's like he comes off and I believe he has evolved, so I don't mind saying this. He comes off as such a douchebag. I mean, you don't even think he's coming off as a douchebag. At this point, you're like, he is just pushing douchebag the brand. Yeah. He is like, this is me, El Ducho. This is what I'm doing. And El Ducho, at some point, gets actually possessed. That was another really funny moment for me when the bishop was like, well, look, if we're going to do oh. this, I like need pos- I need yeah. your permission, express permission to uh you know to to perform an exorcism yeah. <laughs> they're all like uh yeah obviously you've got my permission how does that work out in other situations is there anyone who's like no i'm gonna go ahead and well keep, yeah it begs the question keep what's mine bish you know who's like no no i'll just keep it that's fine right so at some point zach legit gets possessed apparently because bishop long's like get the book mm-hmm. but we don't ever revisit that yeah we don't come back to zach we don't ever. No, talk we about we it. end the episode that Bishop Long says some things shouldn't be filmed, and then they say that they cut they stopped filming, and apparently Aaron then had issues. Right. Um, they come back the next afternoon. They explain that Aaron had issues. He wanted to kill the bishop. They were very upset. You know, once again, seeing they're going, wow, this is a fucked up place. We shouldn't come here and do this. Right. And Matt, that the creepy Matt was like, I wanted to kill everybody in the event. I'm like, and they're just like looking at him, nodding his head. Like, I mean, he's talking about something in the past. 
and he's been re-invited yeah. to yet another event. I'm like, that's the guy that you nix from the guest list. That's not someone that you, you 86 yeah. that guy from the bar. It's not who you, you want running security. Back, right? So, yeah. So we have sudden, uh, we have suddenly got footage of Carl's exorcism. They've all been followed home. Mm-hmm. They all got scratched or got followed home. Now they're back and mm-hmm. they got fucking scratched mm-hmm. again. We got Pokemon EVPs mm-hmm. all over the motherfucker. Um, it's just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Nothing is resolved. Nothing, nothing is resolved yeah. other than this place is still fucked up, right? We said we weren't going to come back yeah. in the first episode. We've actually, this is now our fifth return to tell you that this place <laughs> is still fucked up. And on that note, we conclude this part one of our episode one, Bobby Mackey's Haunted Honky Tonk or Hogwash. Join us next time when we examine the episodes from Paranormal Lockdown, Portals to Hell, and Ghost Brothers Lights Out. Until next time.